On today's show, do we know the Mavs' long-term plan for their assets and trades? Talk about some rumors, and I guess the Mavs played a game, so I guess we'll talk about it. (laughs) We'll break it all down for you if you missed it. You probably did on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Locked On Maps your first listen today. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section which one player in the entire league, name me one, do you want to see the Mavs trade for? Just one. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. And joining me, the postgame prodigy, what you got for me? Slightly biased. We're a week away from the trade deadline, folks. <sighs> it's, it's heating up. It really is. Not really, though. Well, it's heating up in that my excitement is heating up for it. True. <laughs> like it's welling up inside of me and I can I can feel the joy. I really want to prepare people. Of- I've been trying to prepare people for a boring trade deadline because well, I think we're getting one. So many of the trades have already happened. Yeah, the big Harden, trades have already happened. Harden, Siakam, OG, like those are big names that usually get dealt around the deadline and just won't this time. So, but we'll talk about some trade rumors. We'll talk about some uh things that are floating around. The Wizards are offering some guys up apparently. Uh, the Nets, are we interested in any of the Nets guys? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about this game, Mavs, quote-unquote Mavs. I'll, I'll do quote-unquote Mavs every time it is quote-unquote Mavs. Yeah. Played the Minnesota Timberwolves and got shellacked in the second half. We'll talk about what, what worked and then what fell apart for them. But I want to start here. One of the big things, and you just mentioned it, this could be a quiet trade deadline for, for the league potentially. But for the Mavericks, we think it, we think they'll make some kind of move. Yeah. The thing with the Mavericks going into the trade deadline next week, and we are a week away. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it's, it's next week. The Mavs only have one first-round pick to trade. The Mavs have two second-round picks to trade. They have some young players. So they do have some stuff to trade. It's not like they're going into it just completely pockets empty, nothing to do. But we don't think that they're going to make a trade even with that first-round pick unless there's something that's too good to pass up. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then they'll save that first-round pick because... They're waiting for this summer when they'll have three first-round picks after the draft. It would have to be around free agency. They'll have three first-round picks to trade when the you know financial calendar year turns over. The Mavs hopefully finally give up that Porzingis pick from the first Porzingis <laughs> trade to the Knicks, finally. And if they give that up, they'll have three first-round picks. They'll have some young guys that could be of interest across the league and all that. They'll have some, some contracts that'll be expiring. Tim Hardaway Jr.'s, Rashawn Holmes. Maxis will be two years, so it's not that long. And so you've got some contracts you can start throwing together. You got some picks you got to throw, start throwing together. You got some young guys you can start throwing together. And who's the target? And a target that was kind of brought up this week: the Houston Rockets have engaged in, you know, trade talks with the Brooklyn Nets. Now it apparently didn't go very far, but they've talked to them about Mikhail Bridges. And the report from Michael Scotto was that the Rockets were among the teams to register interest in Bridges. But Houston is preparing to back, and Houston is preparing to back send back several of Brooklyn's unused remaining draft picks from the Harden trade. They have two picks there, and so they're going to send those two picks over the Nets. But 
Apparently the Nets were not interested in that. But could Mikael Bridges be the long-term piece that the Mavs are looking for to uh, try to acquire this summer, go after full force, save all your assets, go for him, and then see what happens? Uh, no, I, I would no, I don't think so. Just because they don't have enough, or because you don't think he would fit? No, 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 he would definitely fit. But you're gonna run into the problem where Mikael Bridges fits like a glove on like a billion teams, and all of those teams, like the Rockets, could offer like immediately right then and there. The Nets getting their picks back, you could say, all right, we could go full rebuild right now if we want, and not have to worry yeah. about anything anymore. Uh, I don't know. I, I that would be great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to have Mikael Bridges. I think he f- would fit like a glove on again any team pretty much except teams like the Nets where he's asked to be the number one guy but on pretty much any serious team uh but again I just don't I don't see it I don't see the pathway for the Mavericks I think I think I actually have no idea what they would do with their picks <laughs> I have a I have a very uh, scare scared feeling about one player that is relevant to the game tonight is a cat it is yeah See, I think the Timberwolves are too good right now. I think they're too good for them to, to blow If they it up lose in the first round, which is very, very possible. That's very, true. Very they possible, could. They really could. They would just, like, there's so much money tied up to a lot of those guys. And it would make some sense for them to get off of it. But <sighs> that, 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 that thought has scared me for quite some time. That they would go straight. They would try somebody like Cat. Yeah. It kind of fits their MO, I feel like, almost. A shooting big. They kind of wanted that guy next to Luka. Well, they tried with Porzingis, and we know yeah, they tried know, with Wood too. We all know they how that went. First, do you know, do you know, there's there's been some conversation about oh, Christoph Porzingis. They the Mavs wasted him in Dallas. Do you know that in any single season, Luca and Christian Wood played 55 games together when they played that one season? Do you know that Porzingis never like Porzingis and Luca never played more than 47 games together in a single season? The my question is, <laughs> like, compare do we those have, two. That is insane to me. <laughs> Do we have to do this every day? Like I, maybe maybe twice a week or something, but it's, every day we have to do the Brunson and KP thing? Every it's our single fault. day? It's our fault. Dude, not the guy, not the guy us could, as podcasters. It is, it is Mavs fans' fault. Uh, the guy, the guy can stay healthy, man. They freak out every time, and they yeah. get the engagement. They, they farm the, all the Tatum lovers. It's always a Boston account that's trying to push Tatum, or it used to be Hawks fans that were trying to push the Trey Young agenda. Like if you're seeing any kind of, Oh, I saw this tweet three times today from like different accounts. The Mavs fumbled this big three. It was Luca, Porzingis, and Brunson. And you're like, you just didn't watch a single Mavs game <laughs> no, when, you didn't. when those three were together at all. No, um, it's it's well, not even the same as like the Thunder big three with Harden when they like they got rid of him. Like it's not that. Yeah. It's not even close to that. Well, I, I I agree pushing back on national media narratives because those people dictate the conversation quite a bit. So I I get being like, hey, the national media, I I do agree. The national media has been really weird towards Luca lately and to the Mavs in general. And usually I'm one of the people who are like, oh, who cares? But I I mean, these people do dictate how the conversation is around sports usually. And they're just, I I can't fathom how stupid they are. (laughs) Uh, And when I say they, I mean ESPN as a, as a, as a conglomerate. I saw you got a new show on there. Yeah, I did. I'm excited to launch it. We have six (laughs) analysts that all talk at the same exact time. So uh, make sure you guys tune in. I can't wait. I saw that clip. And I was dying when one of one of the fake analysts that was all you, by the way, uh, one of the fake analysts goes, I haven't watched an effing game all season. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I can tell you some inside baseball working in sports media before. There are interns whose entire jobs 
or to oh, watch bet. the games and relay watch the, games for the information to other people. I can oh, tell you that for a fact. I'm hosting Locked on NBA tonight. I wish I had that. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> no Sorry, way I can I... watch all these games tonight. Wait, he but... hit a shot in the second quarter? Okay. <laughs> for, the, for the Mavs, though, they, they, they're going to have some kind of long-term play here. And I think Mikhail Bridges could be one of them. You never know who gets traded for what. You know, Teams will ask for stuff, and they have to back, back down. The Wizards have been asking for stuff for some players, and they're having to back down. Uh, speaking of which, the Wizards apparently are interested or have been gauging interest on Kyle Kuzma, Tyus Jones, Daniel Gafford, DeLon Wright, and Landry Shamit. It was originally reported that the, the Wizards would need future first-round picks, that they would need like two first-round picks going forward. But then the athletic reports that the Wizards have been holding out for two first-round picks, though the team sources indicate that that is somewhat overblown. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Is Kyle Kuzma somebody that you would look at maybe this season if you're like, all right, we don't think we'll get Mikael Bridges because I don't think we're going to have enough. We can't can't compete for any of the, like, the big name players. Let's get one now and then get one in the summer. Man, if the Mavericks had like another first round pick, I would definitely be super in for Kyle Kuzma. Like two available right now? Yeah. If, the, if like trading a first round pick right now didn't completely and totally hinder them <laughs> moving forward. Like I, I would, I would definitely be if they had their 2024 first. Like if the K- KP trade was done and over with, and yeah. they could just trade their pick in this upcoming draft, and that would be enough. I'd be all over that. That'd, be, that'd yes, that'd be a home run. But I don't know. It's it's difficult. Kuzma fits a lot of needs, but is he like the missing piece? <sighs> that's really that's so. the hard that's the hard part. Coming up, let's talk about him, and let's talk about some of the other Wizards guys. Let's talk about some of the other trade rumors that are going around. Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal. There's a couple other guys that are, that are being mentioned out there. Teams are shopping. Let's talk about all that and more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go check out Prize Picks right now, see what's available for you, and all you have to do is put down uh, some money. You just pick two, you pick two to six players and pick more or less on their projections for their stats. You're not competing against a bunch of guys in their basement that are putting together these perfect teams that have been playing for years. You're just playing against the projections. So you can play it for... You know, the big game, the big NFL game coming up where you can pick, you know, rushing yards for certain players. You can pick Travis Kelsey. You Like, receiving yards, you cannot pick Taylor Swift appearances. There's not a more or less. There's not a projection on that, sadly. So, you can't pick the more on that. Uh, but there's all kinds of stuff you can do on Price Picks. So, again, check out Price Picks. See what's available for you. Have fun with it. And go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. If you use the code LockedOnNBA, you'll get a first deposit match up to $100. So, you can go and get that. As well, if you put down 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. So again, check it out. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Subscribe to the subtext if you want more Mavs insight, if you want get stuff sent straight to your phone, text. I love the community that we built there. Ask me questions. I'll do mailbags there. I'll do uh, video stuff. I'll do watchbacks on on games, so I'll watch back a quarter and I'll I'll point out stuff and I'll pause it and all that kind of stuff. So you can check it out. Text the link or click or text the number or click the link in the description. All right, slightly. Let's talk about Kyle Kuzma because we mentioned him right before, and the Mavs like I, I think it might take a first and like the contracts to get Kuzma. Like I think that that seems to be the reporting right now because usually teams ask for something that they don't think they're gonna get and then they like lower their standards. So if you give a first-round pick, now they are very precious. Your point was right earlier that the Mavs would really mess up some of their future plans if they want to go for a big trade this offseason. But if they don't think they're going to get something big this offseason, one one pick for Kuzma, what would Kuzma bring to this team and would he solve any of the issues? Oh, yeah, yeah, he'd solve quite a bit because we've seen 
over the past month, granted most of it due to injuries, that offense might be maybe more of a problem than we all thought. Because I think most people are like, all right, we need defenders in here. We need uh, size. We need rebounders. But then like one guy Still gets true. injured. <laughs> yeah, all that is definitely true. But then like one piece of the puzzle gets injured. And it's like, oh, wait, we do have a bunch of one-dimensional guys. 17 points in a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So is that was that tonight? Was that Fourth how much quarter. they scored? It was gar- I, I, mostly garbage time. I was about to say, I'm actually shocked it was 17. Like, if you could have told me seven, <laughs> and I would have said, yep, that tough quarter. Yeah, but, the, uh, the Mavs have not been good offensively lately. Like they, Right, you know, they've been like league average, which they have to be better. We've talked about it on the show. They have to be better than that. So, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll provide a little uh, versatility there offensively as that third option who could catch the ball. I mean, third and fourth option next to Exum, too, or everybody on the court then, including Lively, because he can pass out of those short rolls and stuff, is capable offensively of doing multiple different things. That's interesting. And then, yeah, he's, I mean, he's had some defensive moments in his career. It's yes. difficult when these guys go places and are then the number one guy on offense. I mean, we see it with Mikel Bridges, who's you widely just considered. What? You could just, when they go to the Wizards, you could just say. That's true, too. But we see it even, uh, I guess the Nets are a tire fire as well. But when guys yeah. like Mikel Bridges, why they consider defensive player of the year level guy. And his defense has fallen off significantly since joining Brooklyn. Even Bam Adebayo, my guy, is a perennial defensive player of the year guy. But his defense, you can see it right now, the, the heat struggles. Like, his defense isn't mm. anywhere near what it needs to be because he's just been asked to do too much. So that's why Luka doing what he's doing defensively really is shocking. Why he is a sneaky defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, and <laughs> the the audio listeners can't can't hear my facial expression I just yeah, made to you. It was a genuine reaction that I. <laughs> People it sleep was, on uh, it. It was a little. It was a little like this. It was, <laughs> there it is. It was a little like my look to camera on WBA. Uh But with Kuzma though, he's six nine. He's still you know he's he's twenty eight years old, and so he fits. What you want, his contract is descending. Like, he just makes a lot of sense. If you think you can get somebody like Kuzma now and then maybe get, you know, somebody this offseason that pushes him forward defensively and Lively gets a, a year older, maybe Omax becomes part of the rotation, maybe you're healthy, maybe the curse of Casey Smith blows over. Like, it's just – hopefully that's something that the Mavericks can do. But I don't know. The more, the more I think about it and the more I think about what Jason Kidd's comments have been recently, I did the show the other day where I talked about Jason Kidd's sending a, a message to the front office saying that Luca is better than Dirk. He's eventually going to win a title. We've just got to put the right pieces around him. He's like pushing. I bet Luca is pushing. I bet everybody's pushing. You got to, at every turn, this front office has to like take a step forward. And they, they just let this opportunity of this trade deadline go and they don't do anything. I think that could, there could be some problems. Like this is where the pressure comes, right? Yeah. This is where sometimes there are trades that get done because there is pressure. And that's usually not a place you want to be. Right. But. They could be there. Well, I mean, you made a good point, though. If they, if they assess the situation, because they know, obviously, they know more than we do. They know more yeah. than the insiders. They oh, talk hope. to agents. Yeah, we, we do hope so. I mean, I, I have some pretty good sources, but I would hope that the GMs have some better sources than uh, me. So, uh, like, if, if they know, talking to agents, like, hey, there's just not going to be, like, a real market out there. There's not going to be too many upset guys. Or maybe the upset guys are, like, uh, I'm just pulling a name out. Like, the Donovan Mitchells of the world, which do nothing for the Mavericks, yeah, realistically. Uh, I, I would keep an eye out on the Miami Heat. I'll just say that. I, I would just keep tabs on them because it's just a weird vibe going on there. And even before the season, they were giving off last dance vibes. Like, I think Bam Adebayo actually said that verbatim almost. So, uh, <laughs> I would just keep tabs on it because Jimmy, it, it would be for Jimmy. I don't think they would trade Bam because right. he's like so 
he's like a huge part of their organization now. He's like the next Udonis Haslam, but he's actually good. I think that uh, Udonis Haslam started playoff games, but I know. But the Udonis Haslam stuff is just hilarious to me because you go look at like his basketball reference page. Because in my brain, I'm like, man, it's it's really weird. He's like a was an all star, right? He had to be just for the reputation and stuff. But no, I get it. I mean. That's why we say Dwight Powell, Mavs fans, he, you guys hate him. He made the all-rookie team. Udonis Haslam <laughs> okay, made okay, the okay. all-rookie team. So. Mavs fans hate Dwight Powell. Let me tell you something. Ten years from now, when you're walking into the new stadium, you're going to be passing Dwight Powell every day. Why? They're going to put In a bronze statue form. Of that? <laughs> <laughs> a statue up for him? Yeah. Uh, they'll just put up like a fat head on the wall, and then it'll just be there forever. Uh, they'll, but, uh, do a, they'll do a ring of honor eventually, and Dwight Powell will be in it. Man, I just had a train of thought right there. I don't even know where it went. Oh, Jimmy Butler. It could be could be could be something. I'm being, de- I'm being dead serious though. That could be a name that they're that they're keeping tabs on. Would yeah, that be something that- I even want? I don't know. I don't know. Because it was age. Age, injury history, uh the, not caring the pri- about the season. The price of his coffee. Like there's so many True. things. Like, is he fi- is it fiscally responsible for you to charge a hundred dollars for a cup of coffee in this state? Like, no, it's just not. <laughs> this is from someone who gets Starbucks every day. Other other trade options, though, that have been mentioned across. The Nets are all over the place. So the, apparently they're not going to trade Mikhail Bridges right now. But their starting point guard, Spencer Dinwiddie, is unlikely to be a long-term piece beyond the season. He's on an expiring deal. Would you want – it probably wouldn't take a lot to get him. Would you welcome back a return of Spencer Dinwiddie? Uh-huh. I, I've never thought I – didn't, I didn't think about it. But I guess if it was really cheap, sure. Another guard? Yeah, you do a, you do a second and like Holmes and could – you, could you do Holmes and Maxi? Would they take that? Maybe maybe two seconds. Is uh, honest to God, is it is it crazy to say like, oh, Maxi for Spence? Because at a certain point, you need the contracts to trade. That's what that's what I'm saying. Those guys. I know, but I'm saying like in the future too. So, Spence, Spence has been terrible this season, and maybe you're just saying, wow, Spencer Dinwiddie has literally only been good for the Mavericks in the last like three <laughs> years, four years. It was good for the Nets before he went. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before before he went before to the he Wizards. went to the Wizards. And that was they, t- it's the Wizards, man. I'm telling you, you go to the Wizards, and you Wizards play and that. the Nets. Maybe it's a curse of Spencer Dinwiddie deep down because the Mavericks haven't been that great either since he left. Just call it what it is. You, no, I'm yeah, just but Spencer Dinwiddie—that's somebody who's interesting. They just need a third Wait, guy. How much? Somehow. How much does he make? He makes twenty. So oh, you put wow. you put Maxi and Holmes Jesus. together, and that's that's twenty-three. Okay. You can I mean, you can technically make that work. I don't know. I I don't know that the Nets. Cap, they would take on two and a half million dollars. So I don't know how close they are to like whatever apron. They've got Ben Simmons rotting away on, on their cap. Would sheet that not be just trading for the sake of trading though? And well, unless no, like you think Kyrie and Exum are going to miss extended time. Because then what? You're going to play with like six guards? I mean, they yeah, just don't have enough question. guards. That can, they just don't have enough guards that can do things with the ball in their hand. Yeah. At all. I, I, I guess right? if like, there was you saw, no you other trades. Like. Right, you, yeah. saw, you saw in this game where it's just like, all right, left to their own devices. And so, yeah, like you wouldn't want to play Dinwiddie, Kyrie, and Luka at the same time. And Exum. <laughs> Who's the other guard we can get in there? But like the second, the second, like you can play Dinwiddie and Kyrie, and then you can play Luka and Dinwiddie, obviously. And yeah, I don't know. If it's if it's cheap, then you're at least you're getting something. You're not getting anything out of Holmes and Maxi right now. But Yeah, I can honestly say I, I, did, I, know, I haven't thought about that, but it's interesting. Coming up, let's talk about a couple other trades, and then we'll get into this game. How did the Mavericks uh, lose to the Timberwolves? There's several easy answers, but was there any positives yeah. to take out of it? We'll try to we'll try to find at least one positive from that game. Coming up.
Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds ready for you for the big game, the Super Bowl. We can say Super Bowl on this on this ad because they're the official partner of the NFL. Uh, they've got a tab for Super Bowl right here. Super Bowl specials. I'm going to do a special. Uh, oh, <laughs> the coin toss. The coin toss. Heads, minus 104. Tails, minus 104. Wild to me that it, they're the exact same. Like, it's just equal weight. On each one, you can do coin toss winners. You can pick. You can pick both. The, he, the you can do heads and the 49ers. So you hedge your bet. So they, they do the opposite. Oh my gosh! There's all kinds of different stuff. Coin toss. There's uh, touchdown props. So uh, any jersey number scoring the first touchdown. If the jersey number is over 19 and a half, you can. That's minus 110. If it's under 19 and a half, that's minus 120. There's all kinds of different stuff here that you can check out on FanDuel. It's kind of insane. And so check it out. See what's available in the Parlay Hub as well. That's super fun when they build the parlays for you. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get signed up today. And you'll when you join, you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, so put down 5 bucks on some of the Super Bowl, you get $200 you can play with later on. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go All right, Slightly, let's talk a couple more trade things and then let's get into this game. So we talked about Spencer Dinwiddie. Royce O'Neal apparently is going to garner just a couple of second-round picks. It's not going to take a lot to get him. Uh, the Mavs, everybody could use wings, but is Royce O'Neal somebody that you would give up those those picks for and, and try and make a move? 6'5", uh, so you're not really addressing your one key weakness area. And but, 30 years old. Yeah. but I mean, Breaks like, both of the rules. Yeah. But if he is, if it is like a second and nothing else really and a bad contract, I mean, sure. But then why would the Nets do that? I, I, they're going to get better. I hate, probably, to be the, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but that's just the reality really for a lot of these guys. Down all, just throwing down all this stuff. <laughs> Uh, Dorian is going to go for a first round pick. We've been over that. I, I don't think that the, the no. Mavs are going to be in it. Like if the Mavs had a bunch not. of first round picks and they were closer to contending, I would love. Was, I would love for it. But if Dorian was the last piece, for sure. But he's not. Another one is the Clippers with both Bones Highland and PJ Tucker. Bones Highland makes no sense, but PJ mm. Tucker no. just to bring on a, another bigish body. Maybe he no. teaches Grant Williams how to use that butt. Maybe, but maybe in the summer they can work out together. <laughs> PJ Tucker is still making like a ridiculous amount of money for what PJ Tucker brings. And he's <laughs> got a contract next year. I mean, there, there is some value, I think to bringing on a contract that's expiring next year. If you're oh, hoping to make trades in the summer, like there's some value to that. Like there's some smart team building aspects there of saying, Oh, we'll take on the extra salary. Cause we know we can flip it. Cause it'll be expiring in the summer. So that's easier to trade. So you do, but, you do him for maxi and then just straight up. You don't have to throw any picks or anything in it. Oh, I'm I'm asking for picks in return for that. You're asking for picks in return if you're sending yep. Maxi. Yep. You for sure. To, it doesn't help you get better right now necessarily. No. Maybe it maybe it helps you with a vet and a voice and a guy that's been Yeah. Been places, has lots of shoes. That's true. That's true. He's he's been in some battles and some wars and been on a championship he did, team. So he won a title. That's right. He yeah. won a title for the Bucks. I forgot about it. And he's I think he was on that heat championship the heat uh finals team in the bubble as well. Like he's he's been around, so uh I I guess. They could use another veteran voice. I yeah, mean, that's for sure, really true. For sure. And especially if this season is, all right, we want to just see what we can get out of these young guys. Maybe they do need that kind of voice. And maybe yeah. that's something you could do. If you can get a second round pick out of it and then the Clippers are interested in Maxi, they know what Maxi can do. They've they've seen Maxi 
go off in the playoffs. So no, I I wonder what Maxi's value could be across the league. I had a I did shameless plug YouTube uh, TV slash or YouTube.com, whatever the whatever YouTube it is. TV you got a channel yeah, yeah it's twenty four seven I'm just sitting at my desk just staring blankly at the screen. It's a we have a channel watch. too, but we have like over like two hundred shows that we put on them. Nope, mine's just me staring there. <laughs> Locked on sports today. Yep. Um. I thought, what about Maxi to the Heat for like a Caleb Martin and Thomas Bryant in another contract to make salaries work? Yeah, the uh, Locked On Heat offer. Locked On Heat said, "What would you guys? Would you guys be open to trading Exum?" And I was like, "Yeah, probably." This was like a couple weeks ago, before their before their their like losing streak. I was like, "Yeah, definitely." I was like, "We they would think about it for sure." He's been really important, and they're like, "What about Caleb Martin?" And I was like, "Why would you guys trade Caleb Martin? Like that doesn't make any sense." And then they He's go, been "Terrible." Well, he hasn't been very good. And then also he's got a contract coming up this summer yeah. and they can't pay it. And so they've got to figure out what to do with him. And so, yeah, this is the, the maps are the, what's the, what the maps are gonna have to do with the trade deadline Get is creative. take their, take their pick at one of these guys that have been disappointing. Your Wiggins, your Caleb Martins, your, you know, your Dinwiddie's like your, your guys like that. Take your pick on one of these guys and just cross your fingers and hope one of them works out. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Wiggins is the high upside play of those three. That's a, it's a high. We've seen Caleb Martin do some stuff in the playoffs last year. Yeah, and he and you could you could talk yourself into it by saying, well, he was dealing with an injury early in the season and kind of, you know, um, getting his feet back under him, and they just made that big trade, so trying to figure out his role again. But no real playmakers. You play with Luca, and all of a sudden you get a bunch more open threes, and he can knock those down. But yeah, all right, let's talk about this game. It actually happened. No Luca. <laughs> this is the injury report. You ready for this? Yeah. Tell me if this sounds familiar. No Luca, no Kyrie, no Exum, no Derek Jones Jr., no Derek Lively. Luca and Derek Lively didn't even travel to Minnesota. They just stayed home and they get now four full days off, which I think is really good for Luca and good for Lively's nose that was actually broken after that. Yeah. Play. That those guys being out are literally the starting lineup that the Mavericks would want to roll out if they were healthy. Like literally all so five of those. Insane. So insane, man. So insane. And so they're all so they're all out, but you get Josh Green starting. You get Jaden Hardy starting. So let's see what we can get from some of these guys. The Mavs, they play pretty close to the Timberwolves through about two and a third quarters, yeah. basically. And then the Timberwolves pull away. They're the number one defense. They are you know have one of the best records in the NBA. They're just a very talented team. They were very healthy. Uh, you know, had everybody playing. And so you didn't expect to win this game at all. It was a, the Timberwolves were favored by 13. And I was like, hmm, there's no way the Mavs will cover that. Yeah. <laughs> I should have taken it on FanDuel. The one positive I'll take away from this was Josh Green. 18 points in this one, 8 of 13 from the field. He was cutting. He was getting to the basket. He was creating his own shot a little bit here and there. The, the thing with Josh Green is he's just got to do that when Luka and Kyrie play. Like, it just, it's just such a di- stark difference, the way he plays when he can get his like can get a shot, doesn't feel the pressure, than when he plays with those stars and he does feel that pressure. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I just think that's who he is as a player. It's just a little inconsistent and he just he likes to get out and run. He likes to play with yeah. a with a faster tempo. So when the Mavericks are doing that, then he fits in great. And the Mavericks tend to do that whenever they're missing guys. Obviously most teams do that because, you know, like tonight. The fact that this game was even close at halftime was remarkable because the Mavericks had no creators at all. And this Timberwolves defense just smothering and then they turned it on in the third quarter in a crazy way and the Mavericks just could not do anything offensively from that point forward but uh yeah Josh Green had a, had a nice game and he's stringing together some nice performances I mean I know he's had some bad scoring games I know, what did he score two points in that win against the Magic 
But they were um, really important two points. Like, yeah. he, did, he made an impact in that game, even if it wasn't right. a good, like, production game. Yeah, so. I was about to say, I thought he played good in that game. He's just going to be one of those guys where the points are there some nights and they're not there some nights. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not going to develop into, like, an all-star or anything like that. No. No. The um, uh, Apologies to the Twitter account, Josh Green, most improved player. Yeah. Oh, that but. ship has probably <laughs> sailed. I mean, he's still young, but it would, it would can, be quite remarkable. He could take a leap all of a sudden and become an all-star next It would have year, to though. be a disaster draft type scenario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing was Omax. We got to see almost 20 minutes of Omax. A lot of it in garbage time, but we did see, you did see him play. Did you see anything from Omax? Is there... Anything about Omax's game that makes you want more? His size can be can feel overwhelming at times. Yeah, and he's he's like he drew an offensive foul on a who was that? A Jane McDaniel's. McDaniel's, yeah, where he stepped where on he, his foot. Yeah, but he got to that spot so quickly; it was actually really impressive. But it's just stringing together those performances, and again, it feels like he's just it feels like he grew seven inches in, over the summer or something, and he's just trying to figure out how to move a, around that. Body. Yeah, it's, yeah, the way he the way he moves, it does feel like that where he's yeah. he's still just trying to figure out where he is, but the way he can take a rebound and go coast to coast and you yeah. got that and one like that. We see, I've seen that. And I've watched all of his G league games. I, you see that in the G league all the time. He is working on that. Now in the G league, you rarely ever play against seven footers. He plays center on the G league team, <laughs> the Texas legends a lot of the time. And so he's not playing against a Gobert, a cat, a Nas Reed, even a Jaden McDaniels, like a Jaden McDaniels type is, is, you know, Greg Brown plays center for the, for the Texas legends yeah. too. Like there's just not many bigs in the, in the G league. Uh, but I'll say about Omax, like, I'm, I'm taking him out of any mock trades. It just doesn't make any sense. Because the way his trade value is currently, he's not moving the needle in a trade for another team. I wouldn't think so, at least. Yeah. And uh, I just can't imagine what trade he would move the needle for that would make sense for the Mavericks. Like, I saw there, somebody, I think it was Sam Vecini or somebody for the Athletic was like, if, would the Mavericks be interested in, or would the Wizards be interested in Omax in a Kuzma trade? I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I just... <laughs> It's just I, I don't I don't think another team would is is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, so it just doesn't make sense on either side. You'd rather just still bet on your own guy and bet on that that young player to take another step forward. And he doesn't have enough value that, like you said, to to move the needle enough. Where it's like, all right, I'd rather take the bet yeah. on him going forward than like you know when we're trading right now when he's worth like twenty five cents on the dollar. Right. That's we're you know not saying I mean? he's untouchable. We're just saying it's it just value wise. I, I don't see where it makes sense. Yeah. He's like he's a low stock that I don't want to I don't want to sell on right now because yeah, like, exactly. why? I might as well just wait on it. Like it's not going to give me any value as a person or like as a yeah. as a trader or whatever of stock to do that right now. And so yeah, that that's where I am with Omax too. And his size, I think his size stands out because of how small the Mavericks usually play. True. But they just need a player like that really badly, and I, I still, I still hope that he finds his way sometime. He's got to hit his, he's got to hit threes, and his, his, you know, he missed the only one he took tonight. It looked better though. It, lo- it looks good. It looked like it, it has was looked better. Beginning of the season, he had this weird thing where he turned his right hand in the middle of his shot. He's he's taken that down definitely as I've been watching him through the G League, and so some of the movement on his shot is definitely been reduced. I think that's a big thing. Four of seven from the free throw line. He got the the Timberwolves fans chicken in the fourth quarter by missing mm. two in a row, and that's just that's never a good sign. Never want to give them chicken, man. <laughs> Is that what the Mavs do too? Chick fil A sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, you get free Chick fil A. There in was the app. I forgot what game I was watching. One of them was garbage. I couldn't remember what it was, but one of them you was win like, garbage. No, pretty Sponsored much was like five dollars, five dollars <laughs> off your tax, your taxes. What? <laughs> Five dollars off a tax pro. That's what I would do. The Lakers do tacos from Jack in the Box, and I'm like, Ooh, oh, that's free, brutal. 
free diarrhea for it. Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> the public restrooms. Will be I crowded. think the California Jack in the Boxes are better than the Dallas one, the like the Texas ones, because I've, I've t- had both and they're very different. There was a time I used to love Jack in the Box tacos, and let's just say I'm. Were uh, you in much, college? Uh, let's just say I'm much sober now. Much more sober. <laughs> I was going to say, were you pouring in college? I did the same thing. You wake up and the, like the worst feeling is like you wake up and there's no food in your dorm or in your room or anywhere. And then you look over and there's that $5 like big box that you bought. And then there's two tacos in there and you go, am I this, am I this, am I a garbage person? Am I, am I a garbage person? <laughs> and go over and then you just like slowly slink over to the, and then you just eat them. And you're like, I'm a garbage person. I used to live next to a golden chick, and that's what I used to eat all the yes. time. And oh me, my and my, me and my friends called it Z-Quill chicken because we you would just pass out immediately after because whatever the, they put the gravy, in there. The gravy they give you is so good there. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I have some. You know what? I, I, I got called some names earlier today, so I'm not even going any further because <laughs> I don't. I used to put little spicy packets and put them in there and mix it up a little spicy. In the gravy? gravy? Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, now you know. I don't even know there if those exist anymore. There you go. Let us know in the comment section what's one what's one name that you want the Mavericks to trade for, one player you want them to trade for. Let us know. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll have Matt Moore on or the Action Network, Locked On NBA, and all that. We'll talk all through the rumors going through the NBA and stuff. He's got some sources on things, so we'll talk to him tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.